will a regulated militia be necessary to the security of a free state? The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Welcome to another edition of Bearing Arms, Cam and Company. My name is Cam Edwards. I am so glad to be back with you after a, a week away. Gee, I wonder what we're going to be talking about today. Yes, New Mexico Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham's uh, order suspending for 30 days the right to carry in the city of Albuquerque. At least four lawsuits have already been filed. Republicans in the state legislature are talking impeachment, and they say they may be able to get Democrats to go along. We're going to be talking about it with Mark Walters of Armed American Radio here in just one moment. But before we do... Biden's America is crushing us. You've got companies laying off tens of thousands of workers, one after the other. Americans working two jobs just to get by. Inflation, pushing hardworking families to the brink. Just look at the price of lunch meat next time you go to the grocery store. And a digital dollar could be coming down the pipeline to completely destroy our way of life. The truth is you need a plan. You know it, and I know it. And that is why you should call Gold Co. So you can diversify your savings and investments with gold and silver before things get worse. They're a six-time Inc. 5000 winner, 2022 Company of the Year, with thousands of five-star reviews, and they've helped people like you and me place over $1 billion in gold and silver. They're offering up to $10,000 in free silver while supplies last. And if you call them today, qualified callers will get a free Ronald Reagan half-ounce silver coin. So don't wait. Call Gold Co. at 855-412-3806 today. That's 855-412-3806. And now let's get right to our conversation with Mark Walters uh, talking about the governor's unconstitutional order, the defiance already shown by gun owners in Albuquerque, New Mexico, the lack of uh, enforcement on the part of local police, perhaps even state police at this point. And uh, what the heck the governor was thinking here. Take a look and a listen. Mark, thank you so much, sir, for coming on the program. It's good talking with you this morning. It is always a pleasure to join you, Cam. Thanks for being on my show yesterday as well, too. Absolutely. I'm glad we can continue this conversation because, uh, <laughs> honestly, there's so much to talk about with uh, Governor Grisham's order here. Uh, from the the fact that, you know, she makes this announcement in front of law enforcement who immediately say, uh, yeah, we're not going to be enforcing this. Uh, sorry, the, the police chief in uh, Albuquerque, the Bernalillo County Sheriff. We still don't know. We haven't heard from the state police. Uh, Governor Grisham says they're going to be the ones enforcing this. But I haven't heard any statement from the state police saying that that is the case. Had this big rally on Sunday in Albuquerque. Lots of folks openly carrying. No arrests. Um, Mark, so first of all, I got to ask, I mean, what, what is your thought? Why did Michelle Lujan Grisham make this announcement and uh, try to, uh, you know, ban the right to carry in Albuquerque to begin with? I guess that's the million dollar question. And let me preface with this. I've been doing this over 20 years as far as writing and talking about it on the nation's airwaves for about 15 years. I can't think of anything more egregious, a more egregious, tyrannical move when it comes to our Second Amendment rights, and there have been many from the left, than this. And I think you'll agree with me on that. I, in fact, I think we discussed it yesterday. Yeah. This is the most egregious, outright slap in the face that we've ever seen, which is why I spent three hours on it yesterday. And, and honestly, Cam, we'll likely spend a majority of the part of this week discussing it, too, because it's continuing to unfold as we move forward. So that's a loaded question because it brings up other questions and we go down this, let's dive, let's go down these holes. Did she confer with other Democrats before she did this? I find it really hard to believe that a sitting governor did not at least have a conversation about this with the DNC, the White House, Senate leadership, House leadership. She had to have talked to 
someone. She had to talk to state DNC leadership. We do know that she has some support from some Democrats at the state level. But that begs the bigger question. These questions just keep arising. If, in fact, she did, or let's just assume she didn't, where is Schumer? You, you know, as you and I discussed uh, last night, where is Republican or, excuse me, Democrat leadership at the federal level? Why are they remaining silent? If, in fact, what she said was so egregious that even David Hogg, of all, now he's a self-serving grifter, we all know that, but the fact that he came out and said something about it, why is Senate leadership or House leadership at the highest levels, why are they silent about it? Why wouldn't they say, hey, because if they love the Constitution, why wouldn't they say, look, we have our issues, we want more gun control, or well, they'll say gun safety. This is an egregious overstep. Why aren't they defending the constitutional rights of Americans and having the battle where they want to have the battle in the House, in the Senate, in the courts? They're silent on all of this. So this smacks, I hate to say this, but it, it opens up this conspiratorial conversation. How and why did this begin? Let's take that to the media, for example. ABC, NBC, CBS, MSDNC, CNN, OOL, all of them. You see the AP, they're all the local large newspapers, LA Times, New York Times is writing about this. Just this morning at 4 a.m., like a moron, I happened to be up and I flipped on CBS News in the middle of the night, right? I don't know who the anchor is, don't know. But she did a top story on this. Never once did she seek input from any leading Democrat at all. Now, that's actually not a bad thing. She didn't comment other than to say, this is what the governor of New Mexico has done. And she followed it up with, two leading gun rights organizations have sued. Now, that's a good thing because that's reporting news without inserting any of her own bias into it. So I, I like that kind of reporting. Mm -hmm. But where are the Democrats? What I've noticed is none of these major news outlets are, in fact, seeking commentary from any of the Democrat leadership anywhere. Why? And that's the, those are the big questions that I have. And it stinks of something. Yeah, no, you're you're right. And I think I think part of it is it, well, okay, so I think there are maybe a couple of things going on. Um they may have made the ask and didn't hear back from any of those uh, Democrats. Because one of the things that we've seen uh on social media over the weekend, I think it was uh uh Jacob Charles from Pepperdine University School of Law, he's with the uh, you know, contributes to the Duke uh, Firearm Center uh, uh uh stuff as well. And he had posted something on X about uh you know, I don't know why I'm supposed to comment on every uh, news story that's out there. <laughs> and then he's quoted. I think it was in an L.A. Times piece. Right. Uh, so yeah, he didn't want to talk about it. Uh, I think Megan Walsh with the University of Minnesota's, uh, you know, gun uh, anti-gun clinic. Same thing. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I don't I don't have the, to, to, the time to talk about what's going on in New Mexico. I'm talking with my you know kids about college. Uh, OK, sure. For whatever. But uh, but, you know, that if this had been the other way around, right, if this had been, um, you know, a governor deciding to enact constitutional carry through an executive order, they damn well would have found the time to comment on that. Right. So I, I think it does kind of lend itself to the idea that that Grisham. Whatever outreach she did beforehand, um, she clearly didn't have everybody on the same page. Right. Because there are, as you say, there are some of these anti-gun grifters like David Hogg and Ted Lewer saying, uh oh, you know, this this goes too far, right? They want to carefully manage all of these anti-gun campaigns. Um, and this doesn't really seem like it's been managed well at all. Uh, we don't know. Again, she Grisham says, well, it's going to be the state police that enforce this. What's the penalty? 
Well, we don't really know. Uh, probably a fine. Uh, the governor said something about, you know, maybe misdemeanor ordinances, but it's unclear whether or not that's even the case. As you say, we've now got at least four legal challenges that have been filed. Uh, Republicans are talking about impeachment in the uh, Roundhouse in Santa Fe, and they say they might be able to get a couple of these Democrats to go along. From a political move, this seems like uh, a misstep on the part of Grisham. From from a a gun control perspective, though, I think this is maybe too much too soon. It's not like I mean I I have I have no doubt for a second that David Hogg would love to see concealed carry go away, but it's is, is this a bridge too far? Was this too too big a step for the governor to take as opposed to you know having serious substantive objections? over what exactly it is that she's done. Great questions. Let's go to David Hogg for just a minute. I, I hate to elevate him to, to but I, I don't mind talking about him in this instance. You know, he's got, what, a million followers or something stupid like that on Twitter. Uh, media loves to pay attention to him. So, I, again, I ask these questions. Why isn't the mainstream media going to David Hogg to get a comment from him when they do a story when he has come out and said it's a bridge too far? Why aren't they doing that? Well, but, because they kind of like it, right? And staying on Hogg for a second, Hogg is a self-serving grifter. I know why he did this. He has put himself out, as you know, as a gun owner. He's put himself out as one of us to try to justify, hey, look, I like guns too. This is a bridge too far. This goes too far. But the questions continue to arise when you ask those questions and, and you bring up the points that you bring up. Again, the deep dive in, why? Why? Why aren't they saying anything about it? Why isn't ABC, NBC, CBS, and the rest of them saying what we want them or what they should be saying? And here's the thing. You, you mentioned a couple of the other reporters, et cetera, and I think you, you mentioned Lou as well and some of the other gun grabbers. If it's an overstep, if you don't want then say that. Why won't they say it's an overstep? Okay, you have to ask yourself these questions. Yes, they want concealed carry to go away. Yes, they want the guns in your safe to go away. They want my guns to go away. Viewers, they want your guns to go away. If it's an overstep and it really truly is, why ignore it? And why not just say, look, the governor went too far here. What is it in their DNA that would simply won't allow them to say that? And that's why I agree with you. I think it's an overstep on her part. Too much too soon is a great way to put it. I think she caught a lot of people off guard with that. Oh, no, this isn't the right time to do this as we move into 2024. But I've asked the question often on my show, why are the gun grabbers pushing gun control as far and as hard as they're pushing it leading up to the election? You and I both know that historically speaking, they get very vocal about it. As it gets closer to the election, they begin to back off. Mm -hmm. They are showing no signs of doing that. Why hasn't the president of the United States, who also took an oath to defend the con and protect the Constitution of the United States, saying, look, we're all about gun safety. But this is too far. Their silence reeks of complicity here. We, and they, there's no way around that. They really need to come out and say something about it. But alas, don't hold your breath. Yeah. You'll turn blue and your <laughs> wife will want to know what happened to you in the morning. Right. right. <laughs> well, yeah. And listen, I mean, there are, you know, for every David Hogg who says, listen, the, the Constitution doesn't allow for the suspension of rights during an emergency. You've got, you know, Poe Murray from the Newtown Action Alliance, uh, you know, uh, uh, tweeting out or, or posting on X, uh, you know, the little applause emojis uh, in response to the governor. So the, the gun control lobby itself, I think, is is divided on whether or not this was a, a wise move uh, for Governor Grisham. Right. I think, again, in their hearts of hearts, they all support it. 
Um, but some of them are, are, are more willing to be vocal about that support and others, again, trying to uh, pull that. I, and listen, I, again, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I will give David Hogg credit. You and I, Mark, have yeah, we for years have asked this question. All these gun control advocates who say I'm a second member supporter, but I've always asked, OK, so what's the gun control law that goes too far? Because I never hear it. And at least at least in this case, you now have David Hogg saying, OK, well, this one goes too far. Um, so it's good to know that there is a line, yeah, at least a- today. Now, that line could get brushed aside and, you know, right. move back 10 yards tomorrow. Uh, but we've at least found in in, in, in one certain circumstance a, uh, a, a an order that appears to go too far. I won't even call this a law because it's not. So then the next question becomes, Mark, with these yeah. court filings, I, I do anticipate that uh, Grisham's order is not long for this world, that uh, this is going to be put on ice uh, at the first given opportunity, given what a, a clear violation of the uh, Second Amendment this is, as well as the violation of uh, New Mexico state constitution. So when this is struck down, and I'm going to say when, not if, how does Grisham spin this? Does this then become an attack on the courts for standing in the way of common sense restrictions or, or, you know, is there, is there another end game that she's working towards here? No, I think that's what her response is going to be because we've seen that response from Hockle. We've seen that response from Murphy. We've seen that response from Newsom. They're all on the same playbook. Mind you, all of them are silent about this as well, Mm -hmm. which also speaks volumes, but that's that now we're going even deeper down the hole. What happened? She's already doubled and tripled down. She has admitted to a reporter during that incredible press conference that she gave the other day that no criminal is going to follow her quote-unquote order. So she's already admitted that. And then let's go back to 92. I think it was 92 or 91 when uh, Feinstein said the quiet part out loud, right? If I could have done it, taken them all away, Mr. and Mrs. America, turn them all in, I would have done it. The gun control crowd screeches when they hear that because it's not the right time yet, right? Be quiet. That's why every town is silent. That's why moms demand action. Moms demand action. That's a silly name, too, when you think about it, by the way, Cam. That's why they're silent about that. It isn't the right time. When the time is right, we'll come out and say what we want to say. Brady campaign originally founded as handgun control, et cetera, all this. So they've put that in a box. They've rephrased it. They've taken over the language. They've hijacked the English language. It's not gun control. It's gun safety. This is all a meticulous, well-designed plan. I mean, these guys, you got to hand it to them. They're very, very good at what they do, which, again, begs the question from Grisham, if they're so good at what they do and they're working in lockstep, why did she do this? Again, was this a bridge too far? Yeah, I think they they think the same thing. But her, her response to that is likely going to have to be something similar to Hockle. Look, Hockle has snubbed her nose at the U.S. Supreme Court Bruin decision. Time after time after time. Murphy's done the same thing. Newsom has done the same thing. Hell, he's gone as far as proposing a 28th Amendment to the United States to wipe out the Second Amendment without wiping out the Second Amendment. But that's what it effectively does. These people have no shame. But it it will be interesting to see what happens in New Mexico. The, uh, The bigger question now is, as I've asked on my show for many, many years, where is your line? That was the theme of last night's program. Where's your line in the sand? At what point do Americans, in this case, New Mexico residents said, who are Americans too, by the way, say, no, not going to happen. I'm not going to follow this unconstitutional order that you do not have either the legal or moral authority to create simply because you say so. This is a terrible situation for New Mexico residents to be put in. The question is looming. 
at what point, because Americans are going to have to at some point realize they're going to have to be forced to make decisions that they never thought they would have to make here in the United States. Example, Cam, did you ever think, think about this now, you and I are old enough to remember these things. 20 years ago, if I asked you a question or said to you, can you believe what Governor what Governor Grisham did in New Mexico, you would look at me and say, what are you talking about? We would be shocked by it. It yeah. would have never happened 20 years ago. And here we are having this conversation. This is the Democrats' game plan. But she has doubled and tripled and quadrupled down to a point now where she's going to have to try to spin her way out of it. She's going to blame the courts. And I don't think she's going to have the support on the Democrat side as evidenced by their silence right now. So I think she's going to be going this alone. And New Mexico residents, from Alan Gottlieb, A.W.R. Hawkins, Cam Edwards, all of our guests last night, me to you, I'm going to tell you this right now. You defy this order. You carry your firearms. She does not have the authority to do this. And if you if you line up like sheep to this one, it won't be long before you're back in masks. Your kids aren't in school anymore. Because, look, I go back. You want to get conspiracy theory here? This has its roots and origins in COVID, Cam. The Democrats saw what they could get away with in COVID and what we as a, as a population as in total would do when they issued false orders. And what did we do? We all lined up. Everybody had their masks on, everybody but people like me. I didn't, and we didn't have to worry about it here in a free state. But the vast majority of Americans living under blue control did. And they lined up. Hot, or, or, uh, Grisham has absolutely no reason in her mind to think that her good people aren't going to follow this rule. Well, they're not, and they shouldn't, because what's next? Hockle says, or I keep saying Hockle. See, I'm, I, I intertwine these two because they're all just hateful Democrats. Grisham, in this particular case, issues this one. What's to stop her from saying, you know, I'm going to go a step further because crime is not being reduced by my order. We're going to extend it another 60 days. And while we're at it, if you're driving in Albuquerque, I'm suspending your Fourth Amendment rights. We're going to stop whatever car we want and search for guns. And any that's in that vehicle is illegal because you're violating my order. What's to stop her from doing that? What's to stop her from saying, hey, you know what? We need more labor here. We don't have, we're going back. Nope. We're going to institute slavery for another 90 days. She can do anything she wants to do if she can do this. The Constitution means absolutely nothing. It doesn't exist. Our republic ceases to exist. If we abide by this tyranny, the people must stand up. Look, guys, I hate to, to tell you this, but if you're in New Mexico, this is a great opportunity for you to become a test case. It's not going to cost you a dime. There are groups that will pay for your attorneys. You're not going to get in trouble, and you might win a little bit of money out of this in the long run if you're willing to do it. Defy this governor's order, please. Yeah, listen, we've already seen it. I think we're going to continue to see it. Uh, not just on the part of gun owners in Albuquerque, the the hundreds who showed up in uh, Old Town Albuquerque on Sunday for this rally. But I, I think you're seeing this defiance on the part of law enforcement, too. Uh, you, you know, it, we talk about lines in the sand and far too often, you know, we see uh, more police chiefs than county sheriffs. But certainly there are sheriffs out there who will fall in line and say, I don't like this law, but I'm going to hit and enforce it. So I was heartened that the Bernalillo County Sheriff and the police chief in Albuquerque, I mean, Albuquerque is a deep blue city. Uh, and they both said, listen, we're not we're, we're not going to enforce this. We have constitutional concerns over this. Um, you know, Albuquerque and I believe actually statewide, I think that uh, New Mexico repealed qualified immunity for law enforcement uh, back in 2021. Correct. So even the state troopers who, you know, might be told by the uh, police superintendent there, uh, hey, go ahead and enforce this. 
look, they're going to be on the hook for violating people's civil rights uh, if they try to enforce this order. I, I think you're right. This is I wouldn't even call this an act of civil disobedience because, right. you know, gun owners who continue to carry, they're not violating the law. No. So this isn't disobedience from a, you know, a, a, a civil standpoint or a civic standpoint. This is an act of civic disobedience on the part of the governor here. This is her disobeying what the Constitution says, disobeying what the New Mexico Constitution has to say. Um, those individuals who ignore the governor's order, look, you're continuing to act as a as a free individual and you have every right to do so. Um, and I think that, you know, the enforcement, I'm actually, I'm, I'm curious to see if this gets enforced at all before it is struck down by the courts. I doubt that it will be, but I am glad to see so many gun owners in New Mexico, again, some of their nose of the governor and saying, you, you can say what you want, but you saying something that doesn't change the bill of rights, doesn't change what my rights are. Uh, and I'm going to continue to carry to protect myself and my family. Now, the other side of this, Mark, and we're kind of running long here, so I'll, I'll make this the last question. You know, she says this is in response to um, high violent crime rates in Albuquerque. Now, over the past five years, Democrats in New Mexico have imposed universal background checks, red flag laws. Grisham demanded a ban on so-called assault weapons. She wanted to ban gun sales to under 21. She wanted a 14-day waiting period. Democrats in the legislature didn't go for any of those things this year. She had threatened a special session, and then she backed off because she knew that the votes weren't there. I'm curious, you know, what can we do to remind folks of how we got here, that this is a, a, an attempt by the governor to scapegoat gun owners for the failures of Democrats to address violent crime in Albuquerque? That's That right there is the, is the key takeaway. And we've seen this playbook in action in Chicago, for example, for years. It, you know, Chicago is easy to pick on because we have the numbers that are readily available to us every Monday morning. I can tell you right now, updated figures, how many people were slaughtered in Chicago just over this past weekend, and the numbers update regularly. This is, and they own the problems in Chicago because the Democrats have controlled Chicago for over a century. They can blame no one but themselves. They get away with it because of their help from the mainstream media, Democrat politicians, et cetera. But that's outside the scope of this conversation. But we've seen these pages from these playbooks before. In New Mexico, for example, how do you, you have you have discussions like this? And it, it's not just us. Look, it's clearly struck a chord with New Mexico voters and with New Mexico gun owners. I don't think they needed Cam and Mark to jump out there and say, hey, guys, <laughs> they know here that this is wrong. And that's a that's based in how our republic is set up. Think about this for a minute. Our rule of law, based, our, our republic is based in the rule of law. And that requires trust. That requires the government to trust that law-abiding people will, in fact, follow the law and stay out of the judicial system. And the most the vast majority of Americans do. The ones that don't wind up in the slammer and create these problems. Now what you're seeing, to get to the heart of your question, is Democrat policy failure across the board. Grisham is going to have a very, very difficult time down the road defending what she tried to do because we all know it's not going to reduce one crime. Not one crime will be stopped because of this. The numbers will not bear out. Whatever it is she's trying to accomplish here unilaterally will fail. How do we do it? We continue to talk about it day after day after day. And I, I go back to what John Lott said on my show not too long ago. It's why I write op-eds. 
It's why you have Armed American Radio. It's why Cam has Cam and Company. It's why Tom has Gun Talk. It's why we talk about these things, why it's so important that we beat these issues into the ground every single day. But I do want to say one thing. Let's flip the script for just a second. The threat from the governor to fine you $5,000 because you violated her order. Let's flip that script. I like to use this example. You know, the, the uh, oh, let's go to the Gonzalez flat, right? Come and take it, right? Is come and take it a threat? No. Come and take it is a response to the a threat, in this case, the government, whatever it may be, to take your stuff. You're responding to that threat. Let's get real here. What's the threat? I'm coming to get your stuff. Well, come and take it. All right. That's not a threat. That's a response to a threat from the government. The government, in this case, in New Mexico, is threatening its law-abiding citizens with fines, with legal, whatever the case is. And you have no, you are under no obligation to abide by these by these orders. So that's that's where the rule of law. The Democrats are pushing this country. We're already at the precipice, Cam. And they are continuing to push. Just when you think they can't get any lower, they find a way to ooze back farther down those cracks, man, and just keep going low. And there's going to be more. It's not going to stop here. You will have content for Cam and Company next week on something even lower the Democrats do. I can promise you that. And so will I. And that's what we have to do. We have to keep this out there. But I, boy, I'm really encouraged to see the, re the response from New Mexico residents who just stood up and said, that's not going to happen. And it will be really fun to watch what Grisham does to push back because she's a Democrat. She's going to try to push back. She can't help herself. She's going to have to justify it. But what it's going to do is it's going to highlight all of her failures and all of her Democrat policy failures on crime, which is why they have an issue in Democrat-run cities across the country. Yep, absolutely. And we'll keep shining that spotlight. Uh, Mark Walters, Armed American Radio. As always, man, great to have you on the show. Thanks so much for spending some time with me today. Always a pleasure, man. Keep up the fight, brother. Uh, you too, man. We'll talk to you again soon. You bet. Well, I'm glad we got a chance to spend some time with Mark Walters uh, kicking this story around. We're, of course, going to be following the latest at BearingArms.com. Um, we'll see how long it takes for this order to be uh, put on hold by a judge, but my guess is it uh, won't take long at all. All right, let's turn our attention now to today's Armed Citizen story, our good deed of the day, and our recidivist report. We'll start there with a uh, case involving a juvenile on probation arrested in connection with a drive-by shooting now faces 12 felony charges in Utah. Officers with the uh, St. George Police Department sent to a home out on August 21st, about 3.30 in the morning, for reports of shots fired. Thankfully, nobody was injured uh, in that shooting, but detectives uh, took video surveillance of the shooting, led them to identify the suspect vehicle, which had been uh, previously reported stolen. They located that vehicle shortly thereafter. A brief chase took place, but police said they eventually lost sight of the car. They uh, later found it abandoned in an undisclosed area. Uh, it's unclear what led police to the juvenile suspect, but according to police, the juvenile faced charges, including the legally possessing five firearms, having two stolen guns, firing a gun illegally, having three stolen vehicles, and drug possession, among other drug-related misdemeanors. Police say that uh, other individuals will be facing additional charges as well. And again, police say this juvenile, already on probation at the time of this most recent shooting, facing, again, multiple felony charges. Now, today's armed citizen story, and by the way, it should be noted that, um, you know, we've talked a lot about the rise in juvenile crime, not only in places like St. George, Utah, but in cities like Baltimore, Maryland, uh, New Orleans, Louisiana, and yes, even in Albuquerque, New Mexico as well. 
But unfortunately, you've got Democrats like uh, Governor Grisham who want to blame lawful gun owners as opposed to trying to fix the crumbling justice system, including the uh, juvenile justice system. In fact, uh, they want to keep tearing it down. Uh, Today's Armed Citizen story from Phoenix, where another juvenile, this one, a uh, teenager, was able to protect himself and others when a home invader broke in. Uh, According to authorities, this uh, happened on September the 9th. Officers called to the neighborhood around 10 p.m. Friday night for a a call of a fight. When they got there, they found 35-year-old Juan Saavedra who'd been shot. Detectives say that Saavedra was trying to force his way inside the home, reportedly did not live there, had no connection to anybody inside. The 35-year-old broke a window and was hitting a door when a woman and a teenage boy inside confronted him. Eventually, the uh, teenager shot the suspect, leaving him with non-life-threatening injuries. Police say witnesses and evidence at the scene support the uh, teen story about the shooting being self-defense. Saavedra has uh, since been released from the hospital, booked into jail, right now being held on a $50,000 bond. Fox 10 in Phoenix spoke with several neighbors. They say it's uh, troubling to hear police say the suspect was attempting to break into the neighbor's home randomly. Neighbors said, quote, I'm happy that they had something to defend themselves. I would have, we would have done the same thing, so I feel good for them. Absolutely. And again, a a reminder that these one-size-fits-all storage policies when it comes to firearms don't actually fit every circumstance. You know, in some states, this mom likely would have faced charges because her juvenile son was allowed access to a firearm, even though providing that access may very well have saved both of their lives. That's a decision... I believe that should be left up to the parents and, uh, again, not mandated by the state. Finally today, in the right place, at the right time, we're unable to do the right thing. Some off-duty nurses in Boston, Massachusetts, who were able to uh, step in and uh, provide medical aid to a woman after she was struck by lightning over the weekend. Yeah, I mean, again, you talk about being in the right place at the right time. Uh, This was on Saturday. Storms rolled in uh, towards uh, Savin Hill Beach in Boston. There was thunder and lightning around. Uh, Kenneth Oshiro, who lives in the area, said, I heard the bolt of lightning. It was so loud. Fire truck came by 30 seconds later, and then an ambulance, then another ambulance, and a police car. Boston police say they got a call for help about 3.30 Saturday afternoon after a woman was hit by lightning while walking her dog on the beach. Neighbors say they rushed to help the woman, carrying her to a porch to protect her from the rain. And then a uh, nurse who lives in the area started CPR. Tracy Cronin said she had a burn wound on her chest, and her pants were burned off of her. You could smell it. She said, I was in the front of my house. I came over here and started helping with compression. She's an ICU nurse at Boston Children's Hospital. Her boyfriend is an ER nurse. And uh, while they were waiting for first responders to arrive, they took turns performing CPR for about 15 minutes. Cronin said, initially, we didn't get a pulse. And then finally, they were able to get her heart started again. She wasn't awake, though, she said. She was down for quite some time. I've never seen anything like this happening. Uh, At last report, the woman's condition is unknown, but a, a fighting chance for survival, again, thanks to the Quick thinking and fast actions of those uh, off-duty nurses able to render aid to a woman in need. So, again, in the right place, at the right time, willing able to do the right thing. A, a huge tip of the hat to those uh, first responders off-duty, but uh, always on the job and willing to step in if needed. Now, that has got to do it for this edition of Bearing Arms Cam and Company. I want to thank you for being a part of the program, as always. And I'm looking forward to being back with you tomorrow. Who knows what the news will bring out of New Mexico and beyond, but... We'll get you covered. Actually, uh, I tell you what, tomorrow on the program, we're going to be talking about an issue out of New York, how the mental health laws there, maybe, and the gun control laws, maybe actually standing in the way of uh, getting folks the help that they need. 
So we'll have that story and more on the next edition of Bearing Arms Cam and Company. Don't forget to check out BearingArms.com throughout the day. If you like what you see, I'd always invite you to become a VIP or VIP Gold member. All you have to do, go to BearingArms.com slash subscribe. Use the promo code GUNRIGHTS, and you can get a significant savings on your membership. As Ari was saying, thanks for showing your support. We're going to give you exclusive content you won't find anywhere else because your support matters, and it really does make a difference. So thank you again. Enjoy the rest of your Monday. We'll see you back here for 2A Tuesday tomorrow. Until then, be well, be safe, and be free.